Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi, Abba. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Oh, I, I hear Pepper too. How are you? What's happening? <laughs> I'm doing good. Papa is being restless, but you know, I let him stay in their room today. Uh, but I'm good. I just came back from vacation. Uh, it looks so Pepper nice. Stay in the room. <laughs> I saw I saw all the bits. <laughs> I was at the beach, this time not for work. When people are presuming, I'm, this, I think this is the first time this year that I was actually on a vacation when I'm in a place that looks like I am in one. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. I went with six or five of my girlfriends and we were just like, <gasps> we're in a town called Watamu in uh, in the coast of Kenya and we went for like five oh, days. That's so nice. It was really great. It was really great. <sighs> it looked, I mean, it looked beautiful. So this is a place... For anyone listening, I recognize that you had been there before, which like clearly I'm following your life so closely because I was like, she's been to this place before I've seen it. So is this a regular (laughs) trip you take with your friends? I think, oh, wow, look at you. You like are aware of the town names even and can distinguish which beach town it is. And yes, this is the place that I go the most frequently with a group of friends. I go... I try and go anyway, let me not, let me not try and do the calculation right now, but I've been to Watamu often. One of my, my eldest brother even got married in Watamu. That wedding was there. Uh, but I'd been to even the same house that we stayed in like way back in like late 2016. Soon before I came to, right before I came to America. No, 2016. Right before I visited you all, when at that time I visited you, do you see even the way my hair looks, the hairstyle that I'm wearing in, mm-hmm. oh no, you don't see it. But like, if I send you the pictures in 26, it's kind of the same no, kind I of remember. big hair I had in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember because when we were walking around DC, you got so many compliments. On my hair? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. And I, I remember specifically when we were eating, we ate at a restaurant, you were eating fish. I remember the most useless things, but I do remember someone came up to the table and told you how much they loved your hair. And then the woman who we asked to take our picture in front of that cool yellow wall. Also, With a bicycle on it. She also <laughs> complimented your hair. It looked, it did look really good. Oh, I love that. I liked my big hair, super, I like my super big hair seasons. But yes, when mm-hmm. you visit me, we're definitely going down to Watamu. I would love to own a home there. That's like one of my life goals is owning a beach home in Watamu. It's just really chill. It's, be- it's like more of a rural town as well. Yeah. But it's like, and then the coast of Kenya is so weird. So Watamu is in a place called Malindi and it's kind of like this. That's like the little Italy center in the whole of Kenya. Like there's so many Italians, like so, so many Italians. So even the like beach boys, do you know the concept of a beach boy or is that an East African thing? Um, well, I don't, yeah, tell, just tell me. I don't think I know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's like, it's people who, it's literally boys on the beach, but like your work is like, you're like, oh, you, they're kind of like always shirtless and in shorts on the beach. They maybe are like fishermen. They're like selling wares. Oh, they kind okay. of show you, they, they like live, they're like beach people. And they like, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like this, they always usually have like dreadlocks with like blonde tips because of the sun because they're in the water all the time. And they're like, <laughs> that's <laughs> it's a like dreamy the life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like the beach boys in uh, Watamu, they have like Italian accents because they've like been so intermixed in that space for yeah. so long that you speak, they speak Italian. Like you can find, really? if you go in like super deeper corners of Malindi, you can find a beach boy and they're black Kenyans, they're Swahili people who doesn't speak Kiswahili, but speaks Italian. Like they don't know Swahili. No. So they're like speaking like broken Swahili, like a foreign. <laughs> really? It's such okay, a weird place. Why are there so many Italians there? Like, what's the story? Honestly, I should research it a little bit more. But like, it's just like, I presumed it was something that was driven by colonization for like, maybe to mm-hmm. the Italians who are in Djibouti and Somalia came down. No, it's not related to that at all. I think I only found out in this Watamu trip. So I think I've not like queried it. I, I was just like, I presume there's maybe some, anyway, but I'm not sure. 
Uh, but it's turned into like their retirement. It's just like their little like retirement area now. Yeah. And the average age of any of Italians there is really old unless their kids are visiting. It's so random. Interesting. Okay, this is definitely going to be a Wikipedia rabbit hole later for I me. I think you should because... give me some tips. Come, go do go go do what Italians <laughs> in Malini. So interesting. Okay. Well, and so also you could get the best like pizza and like pasta restaurants and like gelato. Oh my gosh, it's so that is and then not also the I best think Swahili of, like, food. coastal food, right? Like so it's I'm also... thinking. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So. How are you though? I'm good. I am um I'm recovering from a <laughs> yeah, some like plumbing problems at my house. Sewage. Oh my days. <laughs> no Caitlin. one wants to hear about this, but Hi, <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I mean, so okay, it's, this is like Saturday night. It was like getting dark and like Millie is digging outside and I'm like you know, like, Millie what the fuck, the Millie? You know, yeah. And so I go to, like, fill in the hole where she's digging. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's wet and it stinks. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is sewage. Like, this is sewage. And then but it's like it's like Saturday night. Like, there's nothing I could do. You know, there's like no like plumbers open or anything like that. Um, so then on Sunday, um, my my friend and her boyfriend well now fiance I guess well not I guess he is her fiance now that's a new development but anyway they came over with like one of those professional snake things to try to like unclog yeah (laughs) he's a plumber is he like a legit legit plumber so he had like no he just like has one and because he they had issues with their plumbing so they bought one of these things so they brought it over and like oh my gosh I felt so bad because he like worked on it for hours and it like did not fix and then anyway so I like I couldn't I wasn't running the water and stuff in my house like because every time it would just like flood my yard with uh like sewage water so (laughs) it was so bad anyway it's fixed now it's fine but it was so did you have to call professional plumbers (laughs) on Monday yes they came yesterday oh my so It's all fixed, yeah. But those uh, are some of the things, like when it's like it's not those big things. When there's big repair things, I'm always just like, this life needs support. Like you need a personal assistant, you need either a partner or you need like a <laughs> joint friend. Who I'm just because it's just like, oh my gosh, now who's going to figure out the plumbing of my house on a Saturday? If it's not, I know it's so much. And like that's definitely something I know absolutely nothing about, and. And it's funny too, because then like living alone, like this is the first time I've not had roommates, you know, so usually with like roommates, if something's coming to get fixed, like you can coordinate like, oh, are you going to be there or me or whatever? And it's like, I was just waiting that for them too, to call me exactly. back. And then I like got out of court and then I got the call and they were like, we're going to be there in like five minutes. And I'm like, ah, okay. Like, I guess I'll just like, I have to run home from work really fast to like handle this and which is, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like not a big deal, but the the two individuals that came to like fix it, like they kept referring to like y'all or like when did you all move? And I'm like, what? Because I can't live here by myself, you know? Like they. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. And that happens all the time. And I'm just like, no, it's like just me, it's just you know? Just me here. Yeah. It's like not a. It's just funny because it's just I don't know. It happens all the time. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, yeah, because like I had I had even like room. That's the thing. Like usually you live with, but that's not that common. People live alone. Well, I feel like the insinuation was like a partner. Where's your husband? Yeah, you know. So that, that is like young, definitely pretty woman in a sizable house. When did y'all move here? <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. You're like, first of anyway. all, my husband would be here dealing with you if he existed. Go fix the pipe. Not. I'm like, I'm the husband, and I'm the husband. I am the husband. The grandma, the baby. So uh, I'm glad you fixed your, you know, piping issue, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no one wants that's to that. That's not the kind of shit um, but yeah, so that's that anybody been, wants to I deal know. with. <laughs> so that's been going on, and that's fine. Uh, everything's fine now. Um, 
I also, okay, this is one thing, this is not what we are going to talk about today, but I have to bring this up because I need to know if you feel this too. I wrote this down because I wanted to talk about it. I have had this sensation lately where I'm walking and it feels like I'm walking backwards, but I'm not. I'm just walking. Is, do you, have you ever had that? I've I felt it in my car, but not when I'm on my feet. Yeah. I Wait, just what was, do you mean? No, it feels. And then I start thinking about is it. it and almost it like feels you're like feeling like vertigo backwardsness. You're not me, falling, but no, it feels like something is moving. What do you mean? It's. It feels like I'm taking steps backwards, but I'm moving forward physically. It's this really weird sensation, and then I oh, start the thinking about it. the way the body it. feels when you're moving backwards it, is how your yes, body's feeling. it feels like my legs are stepping backwards, and then I get, like, really in my head about it, and I'm like, Anna, am I stepping backwards? But I'm just, like, moving them forward. It's just this weird thing that's been that's happening so to me That's so weird, Kate. Yes, I know. That makes me feel weird shivers. I don't it know makes, why. It makes me feel weird when it's happening, and then I get, like, really, really, like, worked up about it, and then I, like... Do you stop I'm, moving like, immediately? You feel it? Or realize no, because then I'm. Backwards. I want to. I keep moving because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, is am I really feeling this? Or anyway, so that's what's been going on with me lately. <laughs> when did you start feeling that sensation? Like a few weeks ago. That's but I, I'm wondering if I like created this. You know, did I create that? How would you create something? I don't know. Did I just like? Tell myself, oh, it feels like I'm going backwards. And then I, like, convince myself I it was moving my legs so backwards. physically the first time. I don't think you would have put it in your head. I don't know. So something's going on. Something's going on in my brain. That's something's weird. not connecting. I used yeah. to, okay, so I felt this thing in a car. It's a weird sensation for, like, the car is rolling backwards and I'm moving mm-hmm. forward. And I panic because it, feel, it feels so real. And it feels like it distorts even how I'm seeing I always feel like I need to just pull the handbrake for like a second. And it's, I've been felt, and even sometimes, a lot of the times that I felt it, the car is actually parked. I've just parked it. And then it feels like I'm rolling back into an, and I'm just like, it's, and it's so, it feels oh so real. Gosh. The sensation is so real in the, and like when I pause for a second though, it just goes away. So there was a time yeah. that I was just like, wait, am I developing like vertigo? Uh, did I say Vitini mm-hmm. earlier? I was listening to a podcast on Vitini. <laughs> That's two very different things. I know you're talking um, about the vertiligos when when you have the the pigment changes in your skin, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then vertigo. But I don't have vertigo, <laughs> and I feel that like like I feel like once a year, it's not often enough, but it's so vertigo scary. Like I'm gonna crash. One of my friends was just telling me that she had like experienced vertigo, and it was it was like very scary sounding i mean i've had vertigo before but she had she had experienced it in like a different way why have you experienced vertigo when you're young i don't know i i feel like i have gotten vertigo when i like have a panic attack uh that sensation of upside yeah. down circles mm-hmm. mm, yeah 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 yeah. i'm so just like very I was wondering, uneasy like, on my it's feet a very, mm-hmm, go ahead no, just like very uneasy on my feet, like feel unsteady, like I need to sit or lay down. Okay, that's how my car one feels. So that's not how the walking backwards feels. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just feels like I'm walking backwards. But like I'm moving forward, but my legs feel like they're going backwards. It Adrian, is that is a... witchcraft. <laughs> I know. Somebody's somebody's casting in this neck of the woods. We call that me. big juju. What are you getting up to in that mid- in New Mexico? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just need more sleep. Um <laughs> probably. So yeah. Cool. Well, well, that's yes, we really can, weird. We I'm can, going to be googling what when it, what happens when you feel like you're moving. I I need. Sure I've been meaning to around. Google that too, but I like don't. I'm walking, so I'm like not using my phone when it happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, I've never experienced that. I don't know if I'm curious enough to experience it. I want to learn more about it. Though. <laughs> I mean, it's not something that I like have enjoyed really. It just it doesn't feels sound weird. too enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, um, I hate, not hate, but it's so weird when the brain does that thing where it just like, 
like what you're saying, did I create it? Like you're experiencing something that's so off any of the intuitive ways mm-hmm. that the structure of your brain and your body works. It's just like, ugh. it's such a weird body feeling, but yeah. yeah. Coolies. What else are we talking about today other than moving backwards? Um, oh my gosh. We, well, we are re-recording an episode that we did uh, probably like four months ago. Whenever we first started this podcast, we recorded an episode on friendship and we messed up the recording. And so now we're circling back (laughs) to do it again. (laughs) Many, many moons ago, for real. Um, That was a really long time ago. Yeah. Bruh. Uh, well, we wanted to talk so. about friendship because that's like the basis of our podcast, friends talking, exactly, and so all the things. So that's why it was early, early recording, and then we just haven't gone back to it. Just, I know, and we thought we'd be able to record it soon after. Like, of the foundation of the yeah, like you said, the foundation of the podcast mm-hmm. is friendship. We wanted to set the scene of why it is that we were even inspired to do this, and like, well, that had been set up, but then. It disappeared and we were just like, okay, we don't want to feel like we're trying to recreate that conversation. So we needed enough time to forget. I know. And now I do not remember at all what we talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Even the headspace that we were in then, I'm not even clear. I know. I feel like if I listened to that now, I'd be like, I don't freaking think that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was really long time ago. Like, it's more than four mm, months ago. I feel like we have really evolved in the last four months. (laughs) We have. It might have been more than four months ago because that was during the time when we were still making mistakes a lot and not actually like posting our episodes online. I feel like we lost two mm-hmm. episodes around that time, right? D- oh, we did. I don't remember yeah. even what the other one was, but yeah, we wanted to just talk about friendship. A lot of different parts about friendship. I think, I don't know if we've talked about this again since that like failed, not the broken friendship episode. Was that, oh yeah, mm-hmm. but like, there is what inspired us even to do this, uh, the style of a podcast where we call each other and catch up was <laughs> when how did we, our podcast conversation began in like 2016 or 17. I know I just I moved think out. it was, yeah, it was or a so, long time ago. Like, it was 2017. Yeah. Cause I know I, I didn't live in my parents' house at the time and we were both listening. Did you recommend call your girlfriend the podcast to me? I did because so my friend Denise recommended that podcast to me and then I just I loved it I loved it and then I think I told you about it yeah after I shortly spread the after gospel Denise of told me about it so far and mm-hmm. wide after I don't even know which direction it came anymore I know that was ah, thanks, I loved baby. that podcast well thanks Denise otherwise Listen. yeah so we got really into that podcast and I feel like we I, talked about it all the time mm-hmm. and there so in this podcast, for anyone who hasn't listened to Call Your Girlfriend, it's um, I mean, not too so and Anne Friedman. They're two friends. They made a podcast, and it's like the ca- the catchphrase is like the podcast for long distance besties everywhere. And they talk about like a lot of different things, but it's very conversation conversational style. And I don't know the way that the podcast went to me was like a major evolution of their friendship too. And then later on many years, well, not many years later, years later, they, they wrote a book about their friendship, which we read recently or like when it came out last year, the year before, I don't even remember now. I think it was was a couple of years ago as well. We've been fans for a long time. Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. these two girls also, I think that was, first of all, I, I, I'm pretty sure call your girlfriend is what like fixed my, behavior for now listening to podcasts all the time like i know we talked about serial being an anchor mm-hmm. podcast but then the behavior of like listening to podcasts every day of different kinds of podcasts i think i got that mm-hmm. from call your girlfriend so you definitely changed my podcast behavior pattern a lot uh <laughs> but yeah i think i'm i and Anne. so these two friends who i it was just really interesting i know to me to us uh i for me it felt like that was the first introduction that i had to people who were not like, like it was a committed friendship where they were like, first the book of it, I think the book is called Big Friendship. 
Um, mm-hmm. And in it, they just kind of like, they go through like certain big journeys within their relationship and how it has adjusted over the years. And like, give the, they, oh yeah, they talk about tools for managing friendships a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we've always felt like there's always, there's so much content and direction and blueprints around like lots of other relationships. Romantic relationships is a key one. Like people who are really committed right. and investing a lot in their romantic relationships. And then I guess familial ones. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like Aminatu and Anne were the, a big part of my introduction to like the world of like what does it look like to like have a soulmate who's a friend and have a committed relationship mm-hmm. that's both great and has difficult periods and what does it look like to work through friendship and what's the yeah. like meaning like just like valuing and what is the what's what does friendship like mean really to you and who are the mm-hmm. people who you hold dear and like um and what part, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I think Big Friendship was, like, just a really powerful book for me. What, what, yeah. what did you feel, like, stuck for you strong in Big Friendship? Well, I think, I mean, and also I'll preface this by saying, like, I do not think there's anything wrong with, like, friendship breakups. I think, like, they're very necessary and important in life, too. But I think what I took away from that book a lot of times was, like, your friendships are going to have like your long-term friendships and the ones that you like consciously are committing to um, are going to have these wild ups and downs that you really have to work through and really tough conversations. And, you know, um, they, I mean, they, they took a pretty extreme step for a friendship, at least like <laughs> to me, like they went, they ended up going to therapy together to like, like work out some friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was like really powerful because I think a lot of times with like friendship, we don't ever, we don't ever consider like a step like that. Like, it's just like, oh, you know, we're going to grow apart or whatever. And, and that might be fine for some friendships, but I think other ones that you like want to commit to, like you like it's cool to see like people putting in the work that we only associate with like family or romantic relationships. And I really liked that. And I liked that they, I mean, they really put out for the world, like some really uncomfy issues they had, like things that evolved in their friendship. And, um, I think especially like the, you know, the racial things that came up, like that was like really powerful I think to like highlight in a book and like the ways that that you know that affected their friendship um and how they worked through it I I don't know like that was like I think really powerful to like put out in the world you know yeah so just to like clarify that I mean Aminatu is she's like francophone African America. Where is Aminatu from? Like, she's from a French-speaking African country, but she's like a diplomat baby who's like grew up kind of around the world and in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's West African, some French country in West Africa, and I can't remember. And Anne Friedman is an American who I think lived in London largely during the life of their podcast. Uh, so Anne, Anne is white, and of course uh, Amina Amina is black. Um, I think it also really made me. The experience of listening and following this friendship and like what you're saying for like those they it was really powerful to because even in romantic relationships, being able to like acknowledge because mm-hmm. it's all these conversations that it's like re, there's a lot of shame around like those yeah. difficult stuff, right? Uh, but like it really made me consider like what kind of friend am I like what kind of friend do you think you are? I think for a lot of I was, I'm, I had always been like, I'm, I'm an easygoing friend. I think for Caitlin mm-hmm. and I, the reason why also this podcast didn't start for 75 years <laughs> is because <laughs> we put the haku in hakuna matata when it comes to fresh. I know we do. <laughs> yeah. So I think, I know I always believed especially when I was younger, like let's say right post high school or even like the tail end of high school into my university life, like my early twenties, I was, my motto had always just, because it felt like, and it's true when you're younger, when there's difficulty Mm -hmm. in friendship, it's just drama. It's not like, it's fine. I guess it's still a part of like growing up and figuring things out, but I was always so like averse to, I'm not going to be friends with someone if it's going to mean that we're like in fights or it's like the friendships that I was always able to maintain are friendships that are comfortable 
and easy where we can lose going to America for five years. It meant I wanted friendships that I could be able to drop on either sides of the continent and pick up without having to maintain in between. Like mm-hmm. it's just for, I, I prided myself in being a lazy friend, but I was like, when I'm present, I'm going to be a good friend, but I'm not going to be the friend who's putting like significant effort. To, like I'm not going to be a bad friend, but I'm not going, I'm, I'm never the friend who's like, mm-hmm. Hey, like let's set aside time for it. I was not, I was like, it takes work. I, it, I just felt like it was right. work that I wasn't willing to do because I always was able to like maintain friendships without having to try. Uh, but I think that's been a big shift, both for like the experience of learning from Ananem, but even as you're growing older and when you choose certain people as like, you're building lives together with your friends, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. can't just, and our lives are getting busier and it's, it's difficult to be able to like maintain those. We don't have space like university where I didn't have to try to like have any solid friendships enough that we're going to be the same rooms. Like it's going to be a solid enough friendship just because we're in the same space in Kenya. It's like Mm -hmm. I was friends largely with like my cousins and my siblings. And it's like, or friends with people you knew for long. And it's like, we've known each other for long enough. I know we'll always be friends. But then when like things changes in like, the amount of time you have available, miscommunications that happen, older ones that it's not like a dramatic mm-hmm. thing, but like friendships can end easily if they're not clarified. Um, I would say oh, yeah. the last seven years, that's probably one of the biggest shifts that's happened in how I run my life is being, understanding that friendship is like a solid relationship like any other and it requires you to like deliberately put in the time. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like for me and the people I'm closest to? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. And it I think it looks different for different people too. And I think we've, you know, I mean, I I really value like the friends that I have where I can like drop off the face of the earth and like just happen to, you know, like all I haven't talked to them in a super long time, but when I do see them, like we can pick up where we left off. And then there are other people where I feel like if there's like a lull in our, you know, some, like we, we really get off, you know, we feel off in our friendship. Mm -hmm. If like Like this friendship requires more oiling in between. mm -hmm. than like Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. And like our friendship definitely like (laughs) was definitely a friendship that was, you can put on, ice and like come back and it's because i remember even like the, that time when i came to america in 2016 yes we'd been keeping in touch but we hadn't like we hadn't seen each other in four years fine. yeah and it's just like it's just mm-hmm. like oh my gosh we're literally picking up from where we left i know off. and then and we, we get like, there we're like eating we're like stuffing our faces as always and like catching up like there had been no time in between you know and i think that's like such a special kind of friendship that where, where you can do that um for sure and yeah mm-hmm. i think it's also just recognizing that there are friendships that are going to be that kind but mm-hmm. it's not going to be all friendships and it's not a bad thing if it's a friend There's, you can appreciate right. the ability to have those kinds of friendships but you also can't expect that those are the only relationships that you can stay connected in yeah but again though it does the less time that you have as you're growing older Caitlin is going into mm-hmm. like trial next week and prepping for, you don't have time to talk to anyone next week. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to like text a cry face really quick. <laughs> exactly. Those friends that you maintain the warmth of the relationship through memes, when mm-hmm. that's all that you can share through long periods. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess, but the, I, I, so definitely I, I, I still really believe like, a friendship shouldn't feel like it's a burden. Like I, for me, mm-hmm. that's like people you're like selecting based off of like your energy is working really. Well. You're picking each other, and you don't have to pick someone you're going to suffer with. I don't. I don't. Right. It doesn't make sense. I don't. And think. I. I mean, I think as I've gotten older, there's that's definitely been like a shift to me where there were definitely people that whether it was like through obligation or just circles that like the circles of people I surrounded myself with that I like we it wasn't like they were bad for me or I was bad for them it was just like we just weren't a mix right like we just didn't mesh well as friends but there was always this like forced like feeling like oh I have to be friends with them or something and then getting older realizing like wow like I think that we both didn't make each other feel good in any kind of way and like that's okay Mm -hmm. and like not feeling that obligation to 
put in like time, effort and energy into someone that like (laughs) is like not a good fit for you. It's the same thing as how, like, why would we spend time with someone romantically that like made us feel bad or that we did, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing with like friends. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think there's definitely a thing for when you're younger where the length of time that you've been friends makes you feel like you have to meet. You know, I yeah. don't have a lot of those, but like if you stay in the same like state or city, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you have high school friends. And so it's just like, okay, now there's been 10 years. Like how are you releasing a friend from 10 years? But I feel like it shouldn't even mm-hmm. be, it's just like adjusting a friendship. Sometimes it just doesn't fit. There can be people who Because I think the powerful thing of friends and even that thing, which I get the difficulty in releasing, like this is a person who witnessed you at a certain season in your life. It's like they Mm -hmm. know you. Friends know you the most in a certain set in your life. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to like releasing them. It's almost like releasing your memory carrier of that version of the person that you were at that time. But like, what does it look like if it's just like, which I think we talked about it in when we're talking about social media. It's like, you can just be like, Touching base once in a while and rooting from someone from afar, but you don't need to like try and make this like a real right or like oh we like need to like have a phone call to catch up or we need to meet up when I'm around where you are or something like it's like that's okay if Mm -hmm. you don't do that like there's no obligation. I feel still like very connected to people and like a lot of different because like I feel like the stages of my life are just where I've lived like the different places that I've lived. And so because I didn't like stay in that place and there wasn't like a fizzle out or something in the friendship or nothing happened, you know, like I still feel so like connected to, you know, all those people and very much like still consider them like my good friends or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. So there's like the flip side of that too. It's like the friendship didn't end. It's Mm -hmm. just like gotten... It's largely sometimes it's just physically distant so how you make yeah. different right mm-hmm. but like um, those feelings for those people are still there and like the mm-hmm. you know like I think it would be a thing where I would like if I were back I'd 100% like want to be around those people and you know yeah I have a question so have you ever had like a friendship breakup and for a solid like a good friend and if or do you have, and also, do you have a friendship that was a good friendship that kind of potentially fizzled out? Like it's, it's not even like anything big happened, but it could, it feels like something could have been adjusted. And would you ever have considered now looking back, would you consider going through like friendship therapy with them if that was an option? Um, I don't know if like a, a, major friendship if I've ever had like a major friendship breakup I think most of my and I guess that's still like a breakup but I think a lot of mine have just like largely fizzled out Mm -hmm. um but no not I've never had like a a big friendship breakup although like my so I I feel like my like longest like Maria is like my longest standing friend I feel like Mm um and we definitely I mean, I definitely think there from like not her, but me there, I think there was definitely a point I should have gone through like friendship therapy because like looking back, there was definitely a time in our friendship where we were both going through like really intense transitions in our life. And we were very codependent because we were like getting through it together. Mm. But at the same time, like I like when things would be going wrong in my life or frustrating or whatever, like she was my person through that. And so I very unhealthily like lashed out at her for things or what, you know what I mean? Like it was, was, and I definitely think like, had there been some kind of like guidebook on like (laughs) here, you know, like that was my person through that, not romantically, but friendship wise, like, you know, definitely could have been, I could have benefited from that. Cause we don't, you know, it was not a, was this friendship just solid enough that you rode through those things later or those things that yeah, you then worked I mean, on we, after the season or how did we it? did work through them. I mean, we, I remember there was a time where we like very briefly stopped talking because like mm-hmm. there was like a heated thing that went on and we like kind of wrote letters back and forth to each other to like try to 
convey it without being exactly in the moment to be able to think Mm. it out. But I just, I definitely think that we were going through these like really intense emotions that like we associate with like romantically and like, how do I work that? How do I, if I'm putting so like, I'm depending on my partner too much, which is essentially what I was doing. Right. And, mm-hmm. but like, it wouldn't even have occurred to me to like navigate that as a, mm-hmm. as, like in a healthier way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I think the thing about it for me, it like, you know, like you're saying like for a romance, it always, it almost, it feels like a romantic, and then you realize, like, almost the difference between a romantic situation and a friendship is just literally, of course, there's the erotic side of the relationship, but it almost mm-hmm. feels like when you remove that, a lot of the things are very similar. Yeah, uh, they like are. A deep friendship. And when there's heart in it, it feels lit. I would say probably my my biggest, ha- I, I started going to therapy for myself because of that. I think my biggest heartbreak came from a friendship breakup, probably. Um, really? And not, not like, yeah, I would say, I mean, I have, I've had relationship heartbreaks that have like impacted and probably mm-hmm. like changed the way I navigate romantic relationships. Um, Mike, in K, when we're talking about chaotic partners we've had in the past, there's mm-hmm. like, people are always so shocked. There's literally only one ex of mine that I refer to when I'm talking about like, because it's just like other relationships, yeah. it's just like, okay, things can go wrong. It's just didn't work out. The t- it's not, but then there's mm-hmm. one person on this like, no, you are pure evil. This was not, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's someone from so long ago who was just like, you didn't even love that mm-hmm. person, but it's like, they changed you. Um, but like for friendship, um, I had like a big friendship breakup in 2018 or 2019, and like that's, that's when like I started not that long ago. Like, and I feel like it has changed now in the la- the five years or so after mm-hmm. that. It's definitely changed how I navigate certain friendships. And what you're saying, like, just really resonated with the experience with Maria, where I don't know, like, when there's a lot of things in life, and there can be other things. Sometimes it's not even just both people are going through really big things. It might be not mm-hmm. as huge of a thing, but it. At the core of it, it's just like a miscommunication and like feeling not heard or protected by the other person. And how do you navigate it? Because then you're in the thing and then you probably handle each other carelessly. And then the lens of like starting to mistrust becomes the way you view like every interaction. And it's just like piles on and piles on and gets to a place where, you know, you can't really recover it. But I remember when I was talking, like, it was really dramatic. It sounded really, I remember when I was talking to my therapist about it and she was just like, I really don't understand. <laughs> like, no, sh- no shade, but it sound, it's giving high school musical. Like, I don't understand <laughs> why you can't figure this out. <laughs> but when I was inside it, it felt so big. And I was a lot older by then. And by the time it's a friend who's that close of a friend right. when I'm in my late 20s. But so... It, or, you know, mm-hmm. was it like so? Was this like a a conscious like friendship breakup, or was it like it was it something that you all talked about as it was happening, or it just like happened and then you had to kind of pick up the emotional pieces after, like? It was more of the latter, um, but like there was it was clear though that it was it wasn't like you're guessing that the breakup has happened. Like mm-hmm. there was so it was like a depletion of a period for a long time for like I would say like that year like you, you can't you know the thing where it's a friendship where you probably don't have to use as much energy but then you can start telling that the amount of time you're not spending together or connecting is it's mm-hmm. it's starting to require more maintenance to keep it but then there's like other things um so yeah. I think I remember like something from like Amina and Anne like the big thing was I don't know like it was something around remember I think Anne was arranging like her birthday trip to some place Joshua tree and there was I think Amina had been concerned about like someone was being invited it's not like a big enough thing but then there was like a race thing and like you not caring about me feeling comfortable enough but then Anne is also just like but it's like a birthday thing and I you know I'm non-confrontational so like why would you put me in this but then it starts Mm -hmm. if that's like a baseline now how you're treating each other for the next six months after that if it doesn't feel like it you've Right. I don't know. It just starts feeling like you must not care. It's a, it's feeling like yeah, mm-hmm. you're being handled in a more callous way or whatever. But yeah, it turned. That was like a like a dramatic friendship breakup at the end of it, where you know like, you still hear like, oh my gosh, I heard this person say this, or I heard yes. this person say oh. this type of thing, which it's just like it's so sh- it's so shit. Um, 
But no, that's so yeah. painful. It is. It's so painful. And I think the thing that's painful about that makes it really difficult for friendship, it's like this is someone who they know you. I feel like your friends know like the real you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like yeah. you feel like that person, if they know you, they should be able to like understand your perspective. But I feel like that might be that's probably the issue even in romantic relationships, the assumption that at this point you should be able to like understand where I'm coming from. But like you probably need a lot more clarification based off of that, the things happening in your slides. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I that's so hard. I mean, I I would a hundred percent say that I've experienced more hurt too in fr- like with friendship stuff than romantic stuff. To be <laughs> honest, I mean, because I I don't know, I take like friendship very seriously, and also like the rejection part of friendship, or even like this is something I've talked to like people about a lot is like the difficulty of like making new friends, you know, or like meeting mm-hmm. people. And like, there's just so much rejection involved mm-hmm. in that. Like you really have to put yourself out there to make friends and it, mm-hmm. it hurts the more you put yourself out. And like, I just think like the more rejection happens and you just kind of have to <laughs> like weather that storm. But mm-hmm. I mean, making new friends can be so painful too. I mean, I think I got you've like really rejected that because you've moved around a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like, and, yeah. Well, and I think like I, I have, I have been so lucky, like everywhere I've lived, I've met like the best people in the world, like everywhere, you know, everywhere I, I live, I consider I have a group of like amazing, awesome people that I would just like die for. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I have also like, I think the hardest time for me making friends was the first time I lived in California. Like I was nannying. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't have like, I always make work friends. Um, I wasn't working with anyone. Um, and so I, was basically like online dating to meet friends. You know, it was really, really tricky because I had no like connections to people there. And I remember I, I, this was, um, I like met this girl and like, we like hit it off, like talking, you know, and like, we like exchanged numbers and stuff. And then, um, I like, she like really seemed like she like wanted to be my friend and even was like, Oh, come to the beach with like a group of us today and stuff. And then when I like tried to like follow up and like hang out, like she just like completely ghosted me. Like it was, you know what I mean? And it was like, man, that was so long ago. And just thinking, like just talking about now, like it just like makes my stomach hurt because it was so painful, you know? And that's something that like, she probably, didn't think anything of it. And it was, it was probably, it's probably not personal and like not a big deal, but like, I think putting yourself out there for like, as a, for a friend to someone like rejection hurts more than like romantically. Cause you're like, Oh, they're just like not into me. That's whatever. But like for friends, you're like, Oh, so like, you don't like my personality. Like, <laughs> you, know? <laughs> or, like, you just really can't stand me as a person. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. You know? And that was like a point where I was like really real. Uh, well, I was realizing like how intense, like my social anxiety could be sometimes. So it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was like combined with being really hard on myself. And so that I like, that is not a big deal in the scheme of things, but it hurts. It's, you know, is. that stuff hurts. Mm-hmm. Bro. That stuff, putting yourself out there in any way and not rejection hurts. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I know it's like a part of life. I feel like and we, we definitely just need do to it, have but... an episode of just ghosting in general and both like career ghosting, relationship ghosting, yes. friendship ghosting. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, do you feel so I think yeah we're both really like lucky and blessed to have like friends like in many different places um there's something that I rem- I can't remember the thing but I remember being because I told you I used it also like oh, close to that the, episode yes there's something that you said in in Maria's wedding speech mm-hmm. yes I feel like really as yeah I I know the vibe and sense of it and I've really been enjoying thinking about that because I'm also someone who has like very many different groups of friends I'm very lucky Mm -hmm. to have a lot of friends in my city um but even this like friendship trip that I went to with like five of my girlfriends it's a very specific subgroup and I'm a very specific person there and I have like different circles and they all come together for usually the birthday fiesta (laughs) I love it but like yeah what was the thing what was the thing so it was so 
it was actually something I read that this author had tried to like tried to write about because he Jedediah what's his name Jedediah Jenkins, an author, like wrote this like column on friendship and just how how like it's so cool that with people in general like they bring out different sides of us and that you know this kind of we use this as an insult to say like oh well they're different around me or they're different around them than they are Mm. around me how it's like not actually an insult at all because like of course they are like different people bring out like these really different special sides of you and some people can bring out like really awful sides of you which I think we've like talked we talked about that on like the dating episode but um but other people like you know they bring out just these unique parts of you and it's like so special because like the way that I you know the way that I laugh with like one of my friends and joke is going to be like very different from like the you know more serious solemn like deeper conversations I have with someone else and someone else I share like these these interests that really bring out like this one part of me, you know, and I, I like, I think about that all the time, just how like special it is to like, see like through friends, you're discovering like the different sides of you. And I just love that. I did. So I tried to talk about that in Maria's (laughs) wedding speech. (laughs) Maria is your soulmate who brings probably all of the sparkly sides of you that you love. Maria definitely is my soulmate. And I love that. Uh, I love the idea of having friend soulmates, right? Like, for sure. And mm-hmm. I love the idea of like, I th- I think just actively being able to, like, even like recognize and enjoy the version mm-hmm. of yourself that you are in a certain circle. I know I have a, my close friend and co-founder at Lavalati actually. Her name is Kagora. And there was a time that she used to just be like, you know, the thing that you're saying, like, you're mm-hmm. almost like she's just like, how are you like? It's it's giving you the multi personality disorder, or <laughs> <laughs> no? But she's just like you're. You have such different circles. How do you even navigate? Because she and she'd always been really. She's always really nervous about like she's like I would never bring like all of my circles of friends together because it's like what does it mean? How would it mix or whatever? But and she's just like you are such a different person in so many places. But you know, with her and like and she was a part of this like trip that happened now. Mm-hmm. Those are people who like. It almost feels, even though they're not childhood friends, there's something that feels very, like, natural and easy. And you're, like, mm-hmm. more gossipy. And they have, like, they, you know, we went to undergrad together from Kenya. We were part of the same process, right? Yeah. So they're, like, I've known you into, like, this coming of adulthood for long. It's almost like a childhood friend. But they're also, like, you know, my more super ambitious circle of girlfriends. So, like, it's probably, like, a lot more, like, work-focused also, mm-hmm. like, side of myself. Uh, but then there's like friends who like know me as a like super like introverted person who's mm-hmm. just like Abba's quiet and and then there's people who are like Abba's like the party person and Abba's you know like and it's like <laughs> but for real for real I'm all those things it's just like I get depending on like who you are and how you mm-hmm. want to relate with me and how I'm re- it's just like I get to enjoy sometimes you're like the artsy creative person but sometimes yeah. you're like socially anxious and only hang out one-on-one and I just want to be like in the house and like talk and watch tv together and those are like two Mm -hmm. very different groups of friends that I'm going to do that with right but it's just so great to be able to have like the access to tap into that with many people yeah I I Um, completely agree and yeah definitely friends as soulmates is Mm -hmm. I feel it I feel it when I the people who I meet tattoos on my body who I have matching tattoos with his siblings and friends (laughs) (laughs) I love that you do (laughs) we should get a tattoo together sometime oh my gosh I I totally would I'm like really into the idea right now of just getting like a bunch of funny weird things on my body like that's the season of life that I'm in yes I I just it just makes me laugh I'm not even like overthought what's I put I don't even know if I'm going to do it yet. I'm likely going to get a tattoo today. Speaking of tattoos, today and I have so much work, I don't even know I'm going to work it into my calendar, but like my book club is losing the book shorties. One of us is moving back to America. And we're and she's a tattoo artist. Uh and we're like we should get like something to commemorate this period when we had like Are you gonna get a people pair of jean shorts on potentially a pair of jean I shorts with that. like a book in it. 
but I might not. <laughs> I like it. don't have the time, and I'm like, what is even the exact design we're getting? But I'm pretty sure someone yeah. is getting tatted at 10 a.m. And when I say I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% sure. So that's what's happening with the book shorties today. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, what a that's a that's a good note to end on in our friendship episode. Yeah, speaking of friendship and commemorating it for life, and I'm glad we have this connecting us as friends and being able to like, do know. this together. All the oh time my gosh, I know. I have we haven't been physically in the same space, I guess, since 2016. Bruh, it's almost 10 years. I know. I know. That's funny. I knew when I met you, I just had a feeling. I had a feeling about you. No, but I'm serious with like some people. I think we talked about this before. Like you see him across the room and you're just like, hmm. That's going to be my person. Yeah. You don't even think you're just like, you got a sense that there's a, it's almost like you're drawn to it. I'm it's just, friendships you, are like romantic. It's romantic connection without romanticism. Yes. It's almost like you have a crush on them. You're drawn to them both physically. Hundred percent. It like is a crush. I like yeah. I have crushes on anyone I'm friends with for sure. I literally do. And my friendship crushes are like so heady. Sometimes I remember like one mm-hmm. of them. I remember tweeting about it because I was going through this season of my new friend. I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm so excited to like talk. And it's like, oh my, it's going to be such adventure and like building out this relationship mm-hmm. and it'll be so fun. And here's to more yeah. friendship crushes. <laughs> here's to more friendship crushes. Oh my gosh. To friendship. To friendship mm-hmm. and to Anna and Amina to see mm-hmm. you on the internet, boo-boo. Oh my gosh. I, I miss it. I really do miss it. I miss it, was, it, so it was so much. good. Maybe I want to go back and re-listen to all the episodes. We take it from that the top. <laughs> Oh my gosh yeah well on that note it's like 11 30 here i'm so proud of go myself bed, for being girl. awake good i know okay well okay. until next time we are gonna have a guest on the next episode i know we keep saying it it's just hard with the time change but we're trying <laughs> we're really trying we're, we're gonna get it after yeah after my trial it's on it's on finish your so. trial and we'll catch up with mm. our guests next time All right. Well, have a good day. Bye. You too. Bye.